Howdy everyone, welcome to Active Gaming Life. I'm your host, Dane Fisher, and as always, I got things to do, but I'm here with you for the next two plus minutes to discuss everything gaming, old and new. And last week, we visited a topic all about what makes an opinion valid? How much of a game do you need to play in order to have a valid opinion that people can trust and look to? And I wanted to revisit that with a call-in real quick. Hey, great question about how much of a game do you need to play before you can have an opinion. Let's take, for example, I just picked up Overwatch. Fantastic example of it took me about three hours and maybe 20 to 30 games to really figure it out, right? To try all the characters and to get that going. Um, I think it's a perfect example of you gotta give it a shot and once you give it a shot, you get the strategy, you get the dynamics, you get the physics, you get the player interaction and then you're off and rolling and now I love Overwatch and now I get it, right? Like why it's an esports thing. So I think it's a great point. I think you really gotta give games a shot. Would love your thoughts on on that, man. Again, this is Josh Chapman from uh, I'm new to the anchor scene, but uh, loving what you're saying. Thanks, Josh. I appreciate the kind words. I think you're right on with that. I think it depends game to game basis in terms of what it takes to form an opinion that is actually well informed. I know that there are some games that have player interaction, whether they be AI or whether it is online and overwatch is a prime example of that so it takes i feel much more time for you to invest into a world like overwatch to understand that game to really have a well thought out opinion and one that people can trust being that you need to understand the dynamics of each of the different play modes you need to understand how to cooperate appropriately and form a team and the different classes and how to use each class in order to really, I guess, tell people what this game is all about and if it's something for you. Now a game like Splatoon is similar in some ways and different in others. I don't think it's as intricate and I was saying last week that I don't think that Splatoon 2 is is the game for me. I don't think it's a game that I'm gonna drop a lot of time in or pick up anytime soon. But Overwatch was one that I picked up day one and loved and played 100 hours plus of, which I know for many players isn't a lot for Overwatch. But for me, it is. It's probably the most I put into a shooter since Halo Master Chief Edition. So thanks again for the call-in, and let me know what the rest of you all think if you have something to say on this matter. I believe something else that's turned me off specifically about Splatoon is understanding how much teamwork that game is going to take in order to be successful on a regular basis. And what that's going to take is a lot of communication and understanding of map layouts, map dynamics, and roles within a team. And the same goes with Overwatch, which is what really makes that game shine above many other competitive shooters because you have such specific roles that are that have such specific capabilities and I believe this Splatoon isn't as specific as Overwatch but it is still going to depend on your communication and one of the things that Nintendo lacks is a great way to communicate with people online and Splatoon is going to be a primarily online shooter for many people I know that there is a single player campaign that I I really do not know much about but I can't imagine there is too much depth there. And 
because of how janky Nintendo's online service is at this moment in time, I cannot see myself diving in to Splatoon 2 online on a regular basis without coming across so much frustration. I don't feel like I want to invest in a headset. I don't feel like I want to open up an app on a regular basis and have that plugged in just to play online. And to be honest, how many other people are going to feel the same way as I do? Are people actually going to invest their time and their limited hard drive, hard drive space on their 16 gigabyte iPhone to downloading and using this app on a regular basis? Or is everyone going to go micless? And if that's the case, then oftentimes the teams of friends who are communicating online versus the randoms who have no mics are going to dominate. And that's never been a good scene for any online competitive game, and especially a shooter of this caliber, which is another reason why I'm leaving it behind. But a game that was announced with a release date today that I am interested in is Overcooked. And it is the special edition, and it's actually coming to the Switch this Thursday, July 27th, for $19.99. And I'm extremely excited about this game, primarily because it is not an online game. It is couch co-op and couch competitive for two to four players. I'm very excited about jumping into this. I never had an opportunity to check it out on any of my other consoles. On I don't even know if it came to the Wii U, to be honest, but I know it was on the Xbox One. I never picked it up for the Xbox One because I only had one controller. And I know you can play with one controller, but it never seemed entirely too comfortable. So when I understood that this was coming to the Switch, I felt like it would be the perfect game for that console. And I'm going to pick it up day one this Thursday. Uh, I just cannot wait to pop off those Joy-Cons, hand one to my girl, take the other one, feel this, as they said and advertised many times with the HD rumble, feel the soup slushing around. I think that's so rad. I cannot wait to jump into this. Are you all going to pick this one up? Let me know. I spent much of this weekend out of my apartment, away from my home base, if you will. And... Obviously, I took my Switch along as my partner in crime to be able to get that little fix of gaming action in as I could from time to time, and I spent a lot of it over at my girlfriend's place, so I took a few moments here and there to start it up, and I was trying to decide between the different games that I have and which one I wanted to jump into, and then I thought back to the release window and a game that I've been really interested in getting back into and trying the expansions, and that is Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. I played the original Shovel Knight uh, within the first week of getting my Switch, which was about a month after its launch, and I had never played it before, and boy did I love it. I love everything about Shovel Knight, the way in which he controls, and if you're not familiar with this game, it is a side-scrolling platformer, much like Mega Man, except Shovel Knight has not a burst shot, he has an arcing, I guess, uh, scythe that he shows, or that he shows, that he throws, or he has a short shovel thrust, and he can also jump and bounce on people, kind of like Mario, to uh, destroy his enemies. And it's based in like a medieval fantasy world, and it has an overworld map much like Super Mario Bros. 3. So it was combining all of my nostalgia in one place with 
more 16-bit graphics and a story that was really fun and really cool and Shovel Knight the character is just a morally correct righteous individual much like Eddard Stark from Game of Thrones if you're familiar and he's going through trying to I guess get rid of all the knights who have little issues with them but this weekend I didn't play through that again I picked up Plague Knight and started playing Plague Knight and I was really excited because now you get to play an antagonist in his shoes and see what his story is all about and I really grasped to this character and I thought Plague Knight was really fun he was really cool very sinister and self-serving and I really enjoyed seeing that side of it because Shovel Knight is very single-sided very very basic protagonist so that was fun but there are issues with the Plague Knight expansion pack and that's primarily with the controls and his controls are much different than Shovel Knight, which is cool in one way because it gives you a whole different way of having to traverse and play these platforming levels. But there were a lot of differences in terms of how he controlled, one of which he has a double jump, which Shovel Knight did not have. He throws his attack. It's like they're little bombs, if you will, and they kind of bounce on the ground. And he also can, uh, if you hold down why he bursts and everything within a short distance from him gets damaged gets damaged and as well as it allows him to phase through enemies and not get damaged when he's doing the burst attack and i really enjoyed it but the mechanics were seemed a little janky with plague knight and i haven't finished the campaign yet or, or this expansion i definitely will i'm sticking with it but there was a lot of frustration because it almost seems slow compared to Shovel Knight in which you could bounce from place to place using the shovel attack. That is not the case here with Plague Knight. You need to be a little bit more cerebral with the way in which you approach enemies, specifically and especially uh, final bosses like Spectre Knight. And what I found is that my thumb would actually get worn out because I spent a lot of time holding down Y. And with me personally, with a platformer, I tend to get tense and hold down the controller a little bit harder than I guess I need to and when I'm jumping over things that could potentially lead to immediate death and so I found I was getting a bit worn out so I actually had to take a break from this I'm about an hour in I've taken down um, all the way up until actually Plague Knight's own level in which you face Shovel Knight and that's pretty cool uh, in and of itself taking the different side of that battle and seeing what happens from there. And I'm not going to spoil anything if you haven't checked it out, but I do recommend Treasure Trove if you haven't tried it. Well, that does it for today. But as always, you can catch up with me on a daily basis here on Anchor, as well as subscribe over on iTunes or Google Play. We are on Twitter at Active Gaming Life. Drop the E from Active. But until next time, make sure you're earning that entertainment. Get out there. Get active before it's game over.